Hey, Danger Dangers here with a quick announcement. The nomination window for the 2024 Crit Awards closes on May 31st, and it would mean the world to us to have your help getting on the ballot. A link to the nomination form, as well as a document with some of our suggested responses, is in the episode description. But that being said, please feel free to vote for whichever shows you are most passionate about. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I am your host slash Crypt Keeper. You know the drill by now. This is a part two, so no recap. Gonna hit the ground running with this episode already in progress. And that is the timer. Oh, all right. Uh, what about Odie? Can I roll for Odie real quick? You did say you just shoved him through. I, hell, I'm gonna lightning lure a phantom through. So what do I need to do? It's not gonna feel nice for him. I will say, Phantom, take 1d8 lightning damage. It just works. Oh, swoop! And get over here! <laughs> Only two damage. I'll tell you what, my rolls may be low, but also in all the ways that matter. And rolling initiative on the intellect devourers. I knew it! I was I afraid of! I was afraid that's what they were! I mean, I'm not that smart, so they should just go around me, right? Cool. Um, Says the guy that actually has a doctorate. No, no. <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. <laughs> the intellect devourers will go first. There are five of them and four of you, so they are all going to leap at you. You need my brain! Four out of these five crawling brains leap onto your faces. Oh, oh shit. Mm, yum. And bore a hole in the back of each of your skulls. Oh. As they are clinging onto your heads and attempting to wriggle their way inside your skulls. Oh boy, they're going to be very disappointed when they get to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to deal four damage to Victor, six damage to Mary, four damage to Jack, Six damage to Imhotep. I would like to uncanny dodge. Describe uncanny dodge. Have the damage from an attacker you can see that hits you. Okay, yeah, so take that, cut that in half. I'm going to do my uh, new spells that I have. I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke. Yeah, baby, that's a goodie. <laughs> Oh man, I feel like I've seen that before. <laughs> so um, I kind of like reach my finger around the back and point <laughs> at him. <laughs> Since I'm only at level one warlock, so I can only cast this at a first level. He has to do a dexterity saving throw with a DC of 15 that he has to pass. It is technically grappling up against your skull. So I'm going to say it does that at disadvantage. That is a 12. So it fails. And he will take 2d10 fire damage. Hell yeah. That is 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 damage. That was a good roll. We love our patrons. <laughs> Thank you, Giafar Lefotep. <laughs> <laughs> that will end their turn. So now it is over to Victor. Okay, so they're all currently clamped onto people's brains or skulls, right? Yes. All right, there's too many of these damn things in a... Short vicinity. I'm going to go ahead and use Thunderclap. Everybody else, you better be tough. If you're not, then you're useless. <laughs> that feels right. All right, describe Thunderclap. You create a burst of thunderous sound that can be heard up to 100 feet away. Each creature within range other than you must succeed on a consultation saving throw or take 1d6 thunder, which I'm headcanoning as Victor just clapping his prosthetic and his natural hand together. Boom. Okay. Would that be the friends outside the door as well? It says each creature within range other than you. And it's a sound that can be heard up to 100 feet away. So I guess that'd be up to Dan if you can, you can hear me through the door. The door is open. So probably. So I would say yes. You got it. And I rolled just one roll for all of the intellect of ours. And that was an 11. 18 is the DC. Oh, I made wow. it. I got a 19. <laughs> Phantom got an 18. Hell yeah. Yeah, bam. 
Mm, you gotta constitution love save. My <laughs> constitution save is unnatural 20. Mine's a Hell four. Yeah. Oh, I got a oof. nine. Ooh. So Jack and Imhotep, you will both take the damage, which that's a D6, right? Correct. Okay. And all of the intellect devourers are going to take a D6 of damage. And the ones that are currently grappled onto you are knocked off by the sound. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. So I rolled a five. So they will all take five damage. God, health is being eaten up so quick. And they are all knocked off of you. So they are they are not prone, but they are no longer grappling you and are scrambling to try and make another go for it. I don't think there's much else that I can do with this turn. What I will say, you can for free try to get through the door. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll try to get <laughs> So roll athletics. Okie dokie. I have an athletics of zero. That's cool. You're a brainiac, what do you expect? <laughs> well, the monk part, maybe that's, he went to the gym. <laughs> seven. With a seven, you are not able to scramble through the door. Mary, your fat ass is oh. in the way. I know that's on me, but... <laughs> <laughs> no more big bitches on this team! All right, so now it is Invisible Man's turn. I'll try and slide through the door. Okay, roll athletics with advantage. All right, well, that's a 10. I will say with a 10, you can get through the door, but that ends your turn. Alrighty. Now it is Mary's turn. After hearing that uh, Victor Frankenstein said I had a fat ass, now I go into a rage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And which storm are you using? Oh, I'm using the sea storm. I want to lightning these motherfuckers up. That is a dexterity save, correct? Yep, dexterity saving throw. And that's a three. <laughs> Only the closest one will get zapped, God, but that it. will happen. So that is a D6 of damage, I believe. Yep. And that is a six. Oh! oh. Yeah. Man, these things have much more health than I was expecting. They're scary. When I saw the token, I was like, oh, please don't tell me that's actually what they are. <laughs> <laughs> So holding the door open with one arm, you know how in like cartoons where they grab skeletons by their spine and they just chuck them? <laughs> if there's like any part of Imhotep's like now somewhat beef jerky spine that is exposed, I want to grab onto <laughs> that and throw him through the door. And then I go under the door after it, closing it shut. Well, what um, about Victor? Um, Where's Victor? Is um, Victor through? I thought he was through. No, he nope, didn't nope. think he is still next to you. I bumped into your fat ass. <laughs> Yeah, he couldn't get past the booty. That's all right. Never mind. Since Victor's <laughs> next to me, I yeet him through. <laughs> okay, roll athletics. 18 plus six, that's 23, right? Yes, with a 23, I will say you and Victor can both get through the door. No, I'm not going to go through the door. I'm only just yeeting Victor through the door. I'm make, keeping it open so Imhotep can go through. Okay, so Victor gets through the door, and that will end your turn. So now it is over to Wolfman. Okay. Lightning lure? Lightning lure. Lightning lure, Emhotep? And what about Mary? Ugh. Um, yes, I guess. I guess I lightning lure, Emhotep. All right, so Imhotep, take a D8 lightning damage, and you are through the door. Four. All right, all right, not bad. Appreciate that, but next time, a little less zapping, please. I can't control the zapping. I'm sorry. Now it is Imhotep's turn. Can we all just yank this fucker through? <laughs> Get him through. Okay. So Imhotep, roll athletics with advantage. Uh, an 18. Oh. An oh. 18 will do it. Good. We like that. Weakest boys pulling the biggest boy through. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> and uh, I will no longer maintain the prestidigitated bars once Mary is through. As I assumed. So the door slams back down, and the intellect devourers all thud up against it and are scratching and clawing their way through, but are not able to break through the steel at the moment. And since they're the smartest things in the room, they could eat each other. <laughs> well, let's hope there's another way out. Why couldn't that have been the room that caught on fire? I know, just one room over. Now you are in another one of these collapsed hallways. It is a thin, stony hallway, and as you kind of make your way around the bend and corner, you do find a 10-foot hole in your way, preventing you from passing through further. Who threw one of the patches here? <laughs> can we see at the bottom of the hole? You, you can. It goes down, I'm going to say 15 feet. Yeah. 
Yeah, it could be worse. Yes, it could be worse. Is there anything at the bottom? Let's not tempt the DM with the with the whole it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's some natural stalagmites at the bottom of this pit. Oh, great. Cool. Fantastic. Would I be able to do that parkour running on the wall shit and try and get across? Roll acrobatics. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I could fastball you. Well, see, I had another idea for that. I was going to suggest that you toss the others and I can try oh, okay. and catch them. Yeah, that worked. I like the fact that I'm so confident with my acrobatics. <laughs> that is a 16. With a 16, you're able to get across, but it's not that impressive. Aww. Cool. I mean, I still got a Good enough. <laughs> Phantom does the card bit again where he press the digitates one and holds it up, and it's like a four. Oh, cool. <laughs> At least it's not a one. Yeah. Thank you. After uh, Invisible Man gets across, I go, wait a minute, what the hell are we doing? Phantom, do you still have the broom? <laughs> Phantom's like sweeping the floor with it. Yeah, why? Oh, <laughs> Aaron, do you have inspiration? No. You do now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Not to say we could probably take turns using the broom to get across. Go one at a time and then just chuck it over. Maybe not chuck it over, but... I mean, as long as no one drops at it. Least who, okay, who doesn't want to get thrown by me? Take the broom. I'm used to it, so somebody else can have the broom. Trust throw. I kind of want to get me thrown. I, I haven't been thrown yet. I want to be thrown. <laughs> I want to be thrown. I, I would like the broom. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, science boy. It's kind of temperamental. As the children say, uppies. Also, we can't forget Odie. Odie. We need Put Odie. Put Victor and Odie on the broom. It can carry it, right? The broom can carry up to 400 pounds. So yes, it can carry both Victor ah, and a skeleton. <laughs> Maybe we should also put someone else on the broom just to be safe. Or it can only hold two people. We've had it carry three people before. Oh, okay. It just can't exceed 400 pounds. Gotcha. So, Victor, roll animal handling. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was afraid of. That's fine. <laughs> All right, well, while they're doing that and they're discussing that, I want to look through this rubble. So in the meantime, Invisible Man, as you are on the other side of the hole, there is a collapsed pillar right to the south of where the hole is. The foundation that was holding it up and holding it steady gave way to this pit, and so the pillar is collapsed on top of another skeleton that is holding a shiny, alluring dagger. Ooh, Ooh. I like daggers. Arcana, check it, Arcana, <laughs> check it, Arcana, check it! I mean, I'm going to look at it. Uh, Dan, I got a 15. With a 15, you are able to wrangle the broom of flying well enough to get you over the pit. Hooray. It bucks the two of you off as soon as you are over the other side. Aww. I wanted to stay on the broom. <laughs> <laughs> and then snaps back over towards Mary. Oh, oh, I likes Mary. Aww. He's got the highest animal handling, I think. I do. I like give it a little pet on its head. Good broom. And I... Bring the broom over to Phantom Larry Moto is like, all right, who's next? So we're not throwing anyone? Do you want to be thrown? I kind of want to be a little bit. I haven't been thrown yet. It's nostalgic for me <laughs> by now. All right, I'll throw. Okay, I, pu I put. Thrown. Sorry, broom, you're going to have to carry me over. And then I just like put the broom aside. I was like, all right, who's first? Me, 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 me. <laughs> Go ahead and make three athletic checks. Three. To get everybody thrown across just do them all at once all at once and in the meantime while you are rolling for that jack roll arcana okay can i do that as well to check out the dagger sure roll arcana oh no oh you yeet well, into the hole <laughs> so okay 26 10. good news one of them is a 23 another is a 16 and the last one i rolled is a 10 what I will say, if that 10 is Imhotep, you can roll with advantage because he is a skeleton with a little bit of muscles. He is very light. Cool. I will re-roll that dude for Imhotep. Open your back flaps. You could do the flying squirrel. So then for the Arcana, it was a 19 and a 23. Uh, for me, it was 26. 26. So with a 19 Invisible Man, this is a pretty impressive looking dagger that can probably yield out about five arcane components but it is cursed oh victor with your 26 you get the actual full description of what the item is it is a dagger called the bookmark it is a plus two dagger with a gemstone embedded in the hilt the gem in the dagger can be activated at any time as a bonus action 
but each time it is activated, the user gains 1d6 negative temporary HP. <laughs> All right. It can emit bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light 20 feet beyond that. It can cast the locate object spell, and it can cast the dimension door spell. Whoa. So essentially, it can teleport you up to 200 feet within visual range. Now, the curse that is on it, it is like the Sword of Vengeance. Whoever wields it, becomes obsessed with it, does not want to let go of it, cannot unequip it, and will get disadvantage using any weapons that aren't it. Okay, and I can... I, I decipher all of this, right? Yes, you learn all of that. Jack, you get the feeling that this is a cursed dagger that does feel like it's giving off some very powerful, damaging energy. Don't touch that. Uh, is this going to be of any use? Well, it's powerful, I can tell you that much. However, anybody you touch is that is going to become a problem sooner or later. I don't recommend using it yourself. Maybe make the zombie use it. What if I tear off some of my bandages and I, I'm able to wrap it up that way because I'm not touching it? Touching you? Ooh, I'm not touching you! Yeah, Assuming basically. I was successfully thrown across, I do have uh, magical stage hands. Um, would I know whether that would work or not? They signed a contract to try it. <laughs> you would not know, Jack. Okay. So torn. Oh, yeah, Dan. My advantage roll for throwing Imhotep was a unnatural 20. Yeah. Okay, so that does work. And then as everyone else gets tossed across, the broom <laughs> kind of tilts its handle towards you, tilts to the hole. It shakes with a visible sigh, <laughs> lifts up, and tilts at an angle indicating to get on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I look at the bro and was like, if we get out of this, I'm going to try and make you a little sturdier and maybe give you some handlebars. That'd be pretty cool. Would you like that? Would you like <laughs> handlebars? Yeah. Do you want a Harley seat? <laughs> <laughs> well, do your buddy. Do your buddy. Roll animal handling. All right. I'm unofficially naming the broom Harley, by the way. Cute. Oh, that is a 17. Yes. With a 17, you sit on the broom, it sinks down, strains and lifts up, leaps across the hole, lowers back down, and lets you off. And then Yay. shakes itself down, and looks like it's kind of psyching itself up to keep going. <laughs> Once again, I, like, I pat the broom, and I'm just like, all right, mental note, talk to Imhotep to see if I can make this broom stronger so it can support me, because I really like this thing. And I give the broom back to Phantom so that we can put the broom back in the bag. Imhotep has the bag. But Phantom said he had it. What? Well, no, I just ah. had the broom. All right, I, yeah. I go to Phantom, I was like, Phantom, do you want to hold on to the broom, or should we put it back in the bag? Put it back in the damn bag, come on. All right, I hand the broom to Imhotep so we can put it in the bag. And, uh, yeah, I kind of take it, I just stuff it into the bag. All right, so broom goes into the bag. Hey, Phantom. What's up? Would you mind calling one of your uh, lackeys to carry this dagger? You got it, Jack. And the stagehand walks over and picks it up, and you can see their eyes widen, and they become obsessed with it for a second. And I spray them with a <laughs> water sprayer. <laughs> I am so torn on that dagger. Leave it to someone who had a cursed sword. You don't want it. It's got dimension I door. Know, but, but the curse. It teleports you all 200 feet. It's not like it's taking you everywhere. I Still. Still. <laughs> He's I, like, where'd you go? I, we I, got I, a bard. A bard will probably learn dimension door eventually. I'll never learn dimension door. And neither will I. <laughs> Can I learn dimension door? I believe it is a seventh level spell, so. God damn it. Eventually. Anyway, as you are all across the crevice, you make your way out of this room. There's another narrow hallway that leads to another area full of trash and refuse. Uh, so you've got another garbage pile to dig through. All right, digging through it. I'm going to start working on the next door. Uh, investigation or... Roll investigation, yeah. Jack is 100% pouting because he really wants that dagger, but he knows it's cursed. So I'm just going to silently work on the door. Could just use it. Can anyone help me out with advantage? Because I got a two. You're looking for? I'm looking for stuff for our um, our body for gore. 
I can help sniff snaff. With a two, as you are looking through this pile, you are surprised to see that some of the metal and some of the tools and the electronics, for lack of better word, the basically science equipment, begins to move and shift around beneath you. And as you shift aside some trash, you see a blinking eye look up at you as- No more voids blinking back. (laughs) As with jerky, jittery movements, the technology begins to stand up and wander out of it. There is a circular monitor and there are a couple of piles of boxes filled with circuits and electricity is pulsing through both of them as this two-faced and one-faced, for lack of better word, automaton, pop up out of the trash. You're pulling out all the stops on this one. Wow. What the shit? And here I was thinking that it was going to be the trash monster in Star Wars. Dan, uh, what do you want me to roll to learn about these things? Roll Arcana. That seems accurate for these ones, for what these are. And I will 100% admit Jack is not paying attention to what is going on behind him. He is just working on the door. I'm really good at Arcana. I just got 27. Holy shit. Oh my god. (laughs) Is that our highest roll so far? Go science man. Go science man, go. With a 27, you see that these synthetic creatures are emphasis on synthetic have come to life and are in an eternal state of waking agony. And you can kind of hear the circuits crying out to you as the little bit of psychic energy that is lingering from gore interfaces with them a bit and they shamble towards you and you hear an electronic whir that resembles <laughs> oh, oh my god. Can, am I allowed to say the name of these monsters? Yes, it is a monodrone and a duodrone. I was just gonna say, these poor monodrone guys. They're like me seeks. Now I understand that potentially one of the more empathetic things we could do is put them out of their misery. Don't have to tell me twice. But have you considered that it's easier if we force them to walk to their grave and follow us where we're going? I don't like that. <laughs> Also don't like that, and I'm going to take out my longsword because I have an idea. Uh, I was just going to ask him, how can we help? The one-screened interface turns to you, and with an electric blip that you make eye contact with, (laughs) you can feel its pain and suffering as it once again, you can hear, Kill me. Yes, yes, we're all sad. (laughs) Uh... Can I look at his circuitry? Is there, like, a main plug I can pull? Roll investigation. I got a natural 20. I don't know whether to be happy or sad. They're asking for death. It's fine. With a nat 20, you can see that if you deal about five health points worth of damage to its central core, it will shut down and lose its spark of life and be put out of its misery. Okay. Will that be the most painless way? Can that be what my nat 20 gets me is the painless way? Yes. Okay. I see Larry being scared. I pull out my short sword and I just go to Larry. He's like, tell me where to stab. Don't stab Larry. We need him. (laughs) I'm not going to stab Larry. Fine. I don't care. But if you stab this guy right in the middle here, I think I actually, if you can get that one, that central core, I'll get this central core and we'll help these guys out. A recommendation, if you will. We don't know what's coming ahead of us. And they don't seem to mind dying too much. Might I recommend we send them in ahead of us and if they get smashed to bits, take the bits later. This guy's talking sense. I'm going to look at Victor Frankenstein and narrow my eyes and I think Eldritch Blast the core. All right. <laughs> Roll just the damage. Take that science, man. <laughs> I ain't going to play your, your cruel-hearted game. That's a 10. With a 10, the one-monitored one shuts down. You sense a momentary relief as the spark of life leaves it and you gain three synthetic material. So what I'm going to do 
is I take out my long sword and I'm hoping to stab it so I can connect with some electrical current so I can heal myself up just a little bit. All right, go ahead and roll the damage for your long sword. As I blast this poor little guy out of his misery, I just want to say I sit there and I just look at him for way too long. And the second one with two faces looks up at you and you can hear it crying out to you saying, I have no purpose. My existence is a flaw and a fluke that must be remedied. Please end my suffering. Uh, uh, can I make a wisdom saving throw? Yes, make a wisdom save. My damage was a seven in total. Well, you killed it. With a seven, you also gain three synthetic material as it shuts down. The one face that you don't stab into looks up at you with relief and says, I never should have existed in the first place. (laughs) And then shuts down. Do I get any of the electricity coursing through my sword? Does that happen or no? I'm going to say a D4. Oh, yay. You get two. Okay, two hit points back. I'll, I'll accept it. I'm breathing so heavy. Uh, my I, my natural roll is a six. I do have a plus five to wisdom, but it's still a six. Uh, you're going to take a D4 psychic damage. I'll take it. And that's a three. And we are definitely good on synthetic materials, that's for sure. Then Jack, roll a D6, trying to get between 15 and 18. Yeah, Larry's going to be panicking a little bit. Emotep sees that, walks over, and kind of... Puts a hand on his shoulder, just trying to calm him at all. Uh, He's going to jump a little bit and then see you there and say, um, you know, that just that just hit a little too hard. I understand. That was definitely something that happened. That 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 did definitely happen. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming over here, Emotep. That was very kind. Whew. Come, Larry. Pity is for others. It's wasted on ourselves. <laughs> I got 17. The door swings open. I was just going to ask if Emotep minds bearing a little bit of healing magic. Who do I need to heal? Uh, me. I'm uh, 16 out of 27. Ooh, yikes. Um, yeah. So you're going to gain 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 points. Uh, thank you. Whatever you were doing to get to that point, stop. <laughs> oh, I'll, it was the mind thingies. Good. Stay away from brains. Yeah, I... Uh... This is why we soup them. They are not useful. You keep the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jack, as you open up the door, you see a series of long, winding hallways ahead of you that lead to more of these trash piles. Um, gonna go ahead and start digging through to see if we need anything. I don't, I don't, I wasn't even keeping track. Like, do we need anything else? Well, we need to have 30 total. And I believe I have... You currently have 20 total. So we are good on all the minimums. We just need to fill out the rest. Yes. All right. I would like to investigate this new trash pile. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation. I got it. And... Phantom, can you look at this, this for me? Any kind of points into the trash pile a little bit absolutely i will get right on that personally and then phantom just cocks his head at the stagehand <laughs> no 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 no. i need i need it to be you i need your eyes you got it phantom looks more aggressively at the stagehand <laughs> <laughs> let your little union lackeys have their break it is their smoke break come and do a little helping with me I just need you to look at something. Phantom Pulse has gone out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching the goddamn trash. Emotep <laughs> is just kind of looking over his shoulder at Phantom and throws some at him with uh, with his bandage. Think fast. <gasps> Can I dexterity throw, please? Uh, dexterity save. Dexterity save, disadvantage. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, it was two fifteen. So let oh, me see if I can get a oh plus three oh. eighteen total. Wow! Yeah, you duck out of the way. You are unscathed by trash that you could have just pressed digitated away anyway. <laughs> Not the point. So then, what were the investigation rolls? I got seventeen on mine. Okay, so with a seventeen, invisible man from the patch of garbage and refuse that Imhotep threw at Phantom, you find underneath that poking up out of the ground. In spite of everything, a small flower blooming. 
Oh, lovely. I rolled a 10. With a 10, you find five gold. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Since I threw the stuff, can I actually do a check? Yes, you can do a check. What I'll say, roll Arcana on specifically the flower. Uh, that is 14. 14. This is a magical rose that is worth four arcane component points. Just kind of picks the rose out of the trash. Well, I had it in my hand. Oh, never mind. You're looking at the flower. You want it? I don't know what it does. Yeah, he's going to take the flower. He's going to walk out over to Phantom with it. <laughs> <laughs> a show of apology. Me offers him the flower that definitely just came out of the trash pile. As you pick the flower up, the color drains out of it, and it is monochrome. When you hand it over to Phantom, it will change color. <laughs> if Phantom touches it, right? <laughs> That's the big if. <laughs> I'm wearing gloves. I'll take it. It turns a deep red. And you can see some ethereal flames that are harmless to the touch dancing over the top of it. Oh. On Arcana, check that. Go ahead and roll Arcana. 17. With a 17, this rose, depending on what color it is, gains an elemental damage type that can be used Ooh. once at the destruction of the rose. Phantom is a Mario. In order to produce a 20-foot <laughs> cone of either acid, lightning, poison, fire, or ice, based on what color uh. the rose is. Basically, you can, as an action, send out a 20-foot cone of that damage type, and anything within that cone must make a constitution save or take 3d10 damage of that type. And that's a one-use item, It right? is a one-use item. Too bad it's going in the corpse. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else to find in this trash pile, but if not, then I'm going to move on. Okay. If you move on to the next room, there is another trash pile. Yay! Yay! I'm digging in. Okay. Roll investigation. I will also roll investigation. Um, because of the knife, by the way, being held by the invisible servants, as they've been shift changing, the obsessive uh, curse on it means that they're like fighting and killing each other over the knife, just kind of in the background. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Develop discourse amongst the ranks. <laughs> Ooh, I got something better. I got a 17. That's better than a 20? What? No, 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 no. Yeah. How the hell is no, that I'm, better than a 20? Shut your I'm damn not better mouth. For, I guess <laughs> you, my, I'm talking about my pass roll. My pass roll sucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> With a nat 20, what you find, Invisible Man. Two flowers. <laughs> mostly deactivated. You see more mechanical abominations. These ones with three and four faces. Oh, no. Dabbing. Oh! If a computer could give you a glazed-over expression, you would be seeing that from the multiple faces of this tetra and quadrone that are sort of writhing underneath the trash pile and just waiting for their power to leave them to deactivate. Yeah, I, I don't even wait for anything. I just pull my dagger and start stabbing. Okay, roll damage. Flinch and flinch. This is just the saddest little modron ever. I'd like to reiterate, they might be useful. Uh, Dan, with my 17, do I see them as well or do I see something different? With your 17, you see them as well, not before Jack starts stabbing them. Okay, cool. I join into stabbing. Oh, God. So with my dagger, I got six. Uh, I just want to lean over to Eric and kind of whisper to him, in response to what you said earlier, what if the things we pity in other people are the things we see in ourselves? Oh. That seems like an exercise in narcissism, don't you think? Hmm. With no trace of irony, he says that, by the way. With just, he does not even register. Jordan, did you burn your inspiration? Yes, I did. Uh, no, you didn't. Hell yeah. Then, with your six damage, Invisible Man, as you snuff the life out of this three-faced triangular technological abomination, it again, like the previous ones, gives a little sigh of relief, discharges a bit of electricity, and collapses into three synthetic components. Cool. I'll snag him and just toss him behind me. Like, he's very sad just the fact that, like, he found a really cool dagger. Man, I didn't get to get that cursed dagger. Let's just commit murder. Yeah. They want to die. Exactly. That's great. I didn't get this one stabby thing, so I'll just have to use the other stabby thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's very much pouting. <laughs> I've killed for less. <laughs> Dan, I got a seven on mine. With a seven, similar thing. The four-faced one with a look of respite says briefly with its electrical whirring, 
and collapses. Right before I stab it, I go, rest now, and just as cleanly as I can. (laughs) Do I get another D4 electricity up? (laughs) Sure, you heartless monster. (laughs) That's a one. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to shiver, but then kind of give Phantom a little nod and just walk into the next room. I've seen enough of this. <laughs> As you make your way to the end of the hallway, the wall basically is collapsed down and there is a hole and some support pillars. The hallway does not continue, but looking through this crevice, you can see that this loops around and reconnects with another hallway. Real quick, we've now had four tiers of increasingly complex robots in states of disrepair. Can Phantom try to figure out what happened to them that made them crash? I would like to do that as well. Roll history. 22, so make it good. (laughs) I got 20. With a 22, what I will say, these were rough approximations of the Frankenstein monster experiment Mm -hmm. as performed by Rainer and Gore, extrapolating incomplete information from the journal. These were the prototypes I am going to make a note of that. Mary's cousins. Hmm. Well, that's pretty grim. Phantom is not sharing that information. We're just going to move <laughs> right along. I just been seeing robots. So I just been stabbing them. Uh, since I rolled a 20 on history, Dan, and I literally created the original, is it fair to say I know the same thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm keeping that to myself, too. <laughs> Don't tell Larry. Clearly, he's the one that's going to be sad. I'll cry. I'll cry real hard. All right, going through the hole. <laughs> On the other side of the hole is one more trash pile and a locked door. All right, went through the door, or or went through the hole, working on the door. Oh, I'm going to okay. go look at the, the pile of trash just because, why the F not? Go ahead and roll investigation. Investigation is uh, 18. With an 18, you are able to intercept before they clamp down on you. (gasps) You find this five-faced technological abomination reaching out at you. You swat it away, and you see its desperation as, like a starfish, the faces, monitors, and circuits of this clockwork creature are trying desperately to cling to you as it is saying, I understand that I have no purpose, but I can have purpose. I can evolve. There is still hope. Mm-hmm. What are you? What? What? Are, yeah, what are you? <laughs> Imhotep, kind of step on up on that one. Mr. Always Wants a Minion and is currently in the process of evolving. I feel God like you can it. relate to that. <laughs> Could I do something to this to make it more compliant or less erratic? I will say you can use your artificer tinkering abilities to be able to repair this. I will have you roll... I guess Arcana is the closest thing. Yeah, because science and magic are kind of the same thing where Victor is concerned. I, I think that makes sense. My Arcana is 10, so that's 24? Well, with a 24, this, again, starfish-like mess of monitors, screens, circuits, and gears swims out of the trash pile and clambers up behind you, looking up expectantly, obediently, with less of that pain and torment behind its eyes. Hello, child. We're going to do wonderful things. Emotep just kind of looks at Mary to see how he's reacting to that. I think we're all going to kind of look slowly at Mary. (laughs) (laughs) I just give Victor just a glare and just my brow furrows a little bit. So I'm just like, it hasn't had the opportunity to disappoint me yet. Oh my God. You found it in a trash heap, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) The same can be said of Mary. Oh, hey, at least one of those body parts, that brain in there. I know you hired someone to hire someone to get it for quite a price. Yeah, I've got no idea who Jack is. I, I know I hired somebody to get a brain. I have no idea that Jack was the person to do it. I'm just wondering what the heck his point is when he's saying that's that. not trash. It was expensive. It was quality product. Monetary value isn't the only value a thing can have. Grayson, you've been rolling dice this whole time. I'm assuming that's Jack trying to pick the lock. Yeah, I've, I've been picking the lock. I was just waiting for everyone else. Okay, same thing. D6 between 15 and 18. 
Fantastic. So I'm so glad I stopped. I I got an 18 because I got like a bunch of fives and then finally got like a one and a two. Okay. Door swings open. Alrighty. Hey Vic, how much? What would it, what would it take for me to get that little friend off of you? I pass by the automaton. I'm like, just wait. His standards are incredibly high. You'll disappoint him soon enough. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you won't disappoint me. <laughs> As you make your way through the door, the corridor turns around to another set of stairs. You make your way up them, and you are back in the secret lab interior that you were in when you first entered. The body of Igor, heart freshly ripped out, is still lying in the center of the room near where the medical gurney is, and you have the tools at your disposal. You feel that prickling inside of your necks again as the fibers on your brainstem perk up and receive the static interference from Gore. You have made it this far. I ask of you now to complete the procedure. Once you do, I shall let you leave this place and shall even point you in the direction of Rainer LaRoe. You said you know his plan. We got you the materials, we'll do the work, but you need to tell us what exactly he is planning. I only know what he has let me know. And he has been very secretive with his plans. Then what has he let you know? And as you say that, you hear from the hip of Imhotep coming out of the lantern, the voice of Vordenberg say, actually, I know a little bit about that. Actually, oh my God. <laughs> you decided to talk about it now? I'm sorry, you what? Imhotep pulls the lantern out and goes, how long have you known this? You never asked out loud. You never asked out loud. blinks and violently shakes the lantern above his head before putting it back in his face. I'm not a lightning bug. That's not going to make me glow brighter. <laughs> tap the glass. Tap, 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 tap. I am not a fish. I am not a what fish. What is happening right now? Oh, it's pissing him off, though. I really don't appreciate Okay, Baron, will stop shaking and poking. What do you know? All right, I only know a little bit, but I have overheard the witches speaking when he would be in their vicinity. I don't really know anything about him or who he is, but the little bit that I caught. I don't know if these words will mean anything to you, but they referred to him as a spawn with no master who yet serves two. Imhotep looks at Larry and says, I think I can assume which one of his is. The other is unknown. Could you repeat that? A spawn with no master who yet serves to. It's a little cryptic. It's, you know how the witches work, <laughs> but that's that's all what I gathered from them. Yeah, just so we're on the same table, Emotep, who or what do you think's the first one? Emotep kind of raises his hand and the um, bandages kind of unravel and you see the deep speech runes and then he ravels up again the same type that you and I serve. Unfortunately I think you're right. That gets us a little closer but not all the way. But who the hell's the second? He has kept that very close to the chest. I do not know what his plans may be but I know that he required all of the materials that he had taken from you. Well my guess is he's making a big monster man. A big monster mash man. Either he's making a big monster man or he's planning to bring some unholy being back from the dead. And he needs all of us to do that. Lab coat, you couldn't actually bring back a demon god thing, right? Just a person? Like if I had your journal, it's just a person, right? I can do anything. Let's just get that out of the way. Now. <laughs> you give me the notes. You give me the time to research. I can do anything. Then I implore you. Do what you do best, and build for me a body that I may transfer my consciousness into to escape. And if we do that, you'll stop Rainer. If you do that, I will send you in his direction and get out of your way. I know you're just a brain, but no spine, huh? Why don't you tell us some hint or some inclination as to where we might find him? just as a demonstration of goodwill on your part. And then maybe we can discuss creating a body for you. As a demonstration of goodwill, he holds himself up 
in Warwick Castle, though not on this plane of existence. That is all I know. Uh, can I history check that uh, Warwick Castle? Uh, very beginning of the game, Jack knew a little bit of information. Would that ring any bells for him? What I will say for you, Jack, is that Rainer would be popping up in and out of several different places of prominence. No one would ever see him coming or going. He would just be there. No one could ever track down where he would base himself. They would just see him in fleeting glimpses. And the fact that Gore has now said that he tends to reside on a different plane of existence begins to make a little bit more sense as to why he's been so hard to track. And does Warwick Castle itself, uh, does that cross-reference any of the locations that he was hearing about? Um, you've been pointed in that direction before by a couple of different characters. I don't remember who off the top of my head. I believe Marlowe and Grimy Greg. <laughs> you do also know that Castle Warwick is a very touristy place, even in 1880X, that is constantly surrounded by people. So you wouldn't be able to get there without drawing a lot of attention to yourself. What plane? How do we get there? Build me my body, and I will give you the rest. You heard him, Labcoat. What are you going to do after you have a body? And I know you said you'll get out of our way. I just... Well, we see what happens when we give these bodies to less than deserving individuals. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to whisper something. Oh, wait. Don't even try it. It'll be announced to the whole fucking room. <laughs> okay, how about this? For Victor, I'm going to say something in Thieves Can't but I don't know if he's going to recognize it. And all I'm going to say is, if you can understand me, motion to my notebook. And I'll um, hold my notebook in my hand. I am attempting to be diplomatic so that we may all get something we want. So he can still understand me. Yes. Because I thought Thieves Camp would be like a kind of like a different language. Well, he's communicating with you all by literally reading the thoughts in your head. Doesn't matter what language it is, he understands all of them. Son of a bitch. I would inquire politely once more that you uphold your end of the bargain. If necessary, I will resort to force, but I would prefer we do this amicably. Just give the brain his body. I know we all agree it is not great, but... Give the brain his body. Okay. So, if Victor and Mary are ready to go up to the plate, yep. your building minigame, oh, no. the two of you are going to make five separate medicine rolls. And you will roll them. I'm going to be taking a page from Dimension 20's book. You're going to be rolling them with emphasis. So what that means, as opposed to advantage or disadvantage, you will roll twice, and you will take the more extreme roll, whichever roll is further away from 10. Okay. And as you are laying the pieces down, you will need to enter into a rage, Mary, in order to supply a constant stream of electrical energy. So I roll, all right, yeah, I'll enter into a rage, that's fine. So now both of you roll medicine and roll with emphasis. That's a 12 plus 2 and a 5 plus 2, so 14 and 7. Victor, what are your results for your first roll? A 12 and an 18 on the die. I have a medicine plus 1, so that's 19 for my first one. So you will use up, I'll say 6. So you've used 6 of your 35 materials, and you are 20% of the way through. Roll again. That is a 19 and a 12. I got a 6 and a 7. So with a failure and a success, that will get you to 40% using up 8 of your materials. So you have used 14 out of 35. You are 40% of the way through. Roll again. Okay. Well, shit. That is a 12 and a 7. Yeah, I rolled a 9 and a 1, so I'm taking the 1 for a total of 2. Yeah, that one, I'll, I'll take the 7. With two failures, Mary, you are no longer raging. Yeah. You will have to burn another rage to continue. Right, I have two left, that's okay. 
burning another rage. Roll again. No, I got a one, a two, and a sixteen. Can can I burn a luck for that? Go ahead and burn your luck. You can do that roll again. Mary. Oh, thank God. Victor, what was your roll? Uh, unnatural twenty. Oh, much better. That is a um, a natural thirteen plus two, fifteen. Okay, that will be a success, so that will use up another six materials, so you have used 20 out of 35, and you are 60% of the way through. Roll again. Ooh, unnatural 20. Well, garbage. Uh, it's a uh, 6 and a 12. That is one failure, one success, so that will eat up eight more. So you have used 28 out of 35. You are 80% of the way through. Doc, we got this. We got this. Quick question. Yes. Can I provide them each with a bardic inspiration for this last roll? You can. Uh, cool little lightning flowers for each of them. Me. Ah, another unnatural 20. I got an 8 and a 15. That is another success. Ooh. You have finished the body with five units remaining. Ooh, good. So one item worth up to five components can remain. What's left? What's left? I got my fancy rock. That's worth five. I say the rock. Keep the rock. Keep the rock. If everyone's down, I we'll keep, we the, keep rock. the rock. No preference, so that's fine. Got it. I don't have a horse in this race. <laughs> All right. So the bookmark is gone. The amethyst lodestone remains. Yay. Yeah. And the body is complete. It's fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't using it. <laughs> I'm just trying to play with the team and then like the... Yeah. That's your first mistake. Make selfish decisions. Just imagine the number of stagehands that died for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and as the body is finished, basically this laboratory is facing up against an underground cliffside. From below the cliff edge the jar with Gore's brain in it begins to float upwards and levitates closer towards you. Excellent work. We may now begin the procedure of transferring my consciousness into that body so that I may make my escape. If I may be so bold and if we have time for me to ask a question. Go on. What species were you before this? Intriguing question. That knowledge is far older than I. For what my memory contains, I simply remember myself as I was, though smaller and freshly spewed from a tear in the abyss. Oh. Floating in the cosmic ether surrounding your planet until I made contact in the Arctic Circle. And the glowing lights that are sort of ethereal eyes on the front of the brain's for lack of better word, face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Light up a little bit. And Victor, you can feel a prickling on your brainstem in particular, coming both from him and from your own internal sense of dread. Yes. So can I glean any other... You know how you sent me that private thing earlier? Mm -hmm. Can I sense anything else in regards to that intent at this moment? Yes. You can sense that although he desires an escape as his primary objective, his secondary most desire is information and knowledge, which you alone possess. And as he is eagerly beginning to float towards the body, you sense flashes in your memory as he soliloquizes to the team. When I made contact in the Arctic Circle, I was met with a vast wasteland of which I knew nothing. And then I found your scientist. And through his mind, I gained knowledge of many things. Your world intrigues me, but I must leave. I shall take this knowledge with me back to my home as I attempt to reconnect with the abyss. Mm. And he floats closer and closer over towards the body. The abyss is not good. The abyss is not a good place. It is not a good thing. I am in agreement. Probably don't want the abyss learning anything else. Wait for it. The jar that he is in bursts open. It shatters as he grows a little bit larger past its confines. 
he wraps the little tail of a brainstem around the head on this body, pierces through the skull, and begins to very slowly slither inside it. Ew. <laughs> and Victor, you are dead certain as this is happening, that when he said he is taking the knowledge back to the abyss with him, that he meant you. <laughs> so it, uh, Gore slithered into the body, right? He is still He's in the process of doing so. Okay. He's vulnerable. Wait for it! During all this, is there any way that Jack can hide? Sure. Amongst some of the lab equipment and some of the tables where there are notes splayed out, you're able to duck underneath and in between and take a good look at what's happening. It is intensely disturbing. And how far how far is it in the body right now? It is still larger than what the head can contain, so it is in the process of slowly shrinking itself down to fit inside of the body. And it has, like, tendrils and stuff like that? Yes. Um, I think Jax... I don't know if anyone's going to disagree with this, but uh, I want to run in and attempt to get a sneak attack on his tendrils and just sever them. I Go ahead and make a sneak attack. I was just waiting and I was going to yell now and just... So sequence of events. Mary, you are standing next to the body. You are near and over it. Alright, cool. You yell now. Then Jack jumps out to do a sneak attack. Go ahead and make a roll to hit with advantage. I will burn my last rage. I got a 25. And a 25 hits. I was using the short sword, and in my offhand, I've got Abraham's dagger. So go ahead and roll for damage. And as you are doing that, when he takes that damage, his tendrils release from the body and he backs away. And he says through all of you, as you feel his presence tightening around your brains, I attempted to do this diplomatically but you have forced my hands. I will now use my enhanced cooperation protocols. I warned you, I did not want this to be our conclusion. And Victor Frankenstein, as he says that, doubles over in intense pain and clutches at his head as a sharp spike of psionic energy pierces through him. He, with a scream of pain and terror, is grabbing at his head and his skull cracks open. What? What? He is desperately clutching at his throat and at his head as he is, in his screams of pain, beginning to choke. And he is beginning to retch. And he coughs up his entire tongue, which spits out, rolls down in front of him, and as he is writhing in pain, it begins to lift up and wrap around him, congealing his now exposed brain, surrounding it and splitting <laughs> at the tip into a series of dangling tentacle-like appendages ah. that then solidify around his head that becomes softer, more bulbous, more exposed as his brain expands <laughs> and with an eldritch Cthulhu Davy Jones type appearance having now been taken on. He levitates up off of the ground and sends out a pulse of his own psychic energy. As he falls to the ground, clutching at his head with his jaw gone, his skull open and missing, his head now just a soft, tenderly mass of tentacles his mind flayed. Mind. He's, a, He's mind a motherfucking mind flayer. Oh, oh my god. Oh fuck. You know, now I see the family resemblance. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we are the outcasts, the spits you might say. We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is some little place but us outsiders we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid the ghastly and the horrid we know it's awful dreadful but we like it 
Just another honey night Shrouded with unearthly fright So when you're oh so terrified You know who to call The world is falling apart We'll never take it to heart So monsters and creatures and spirits and specters and all Let's all have a ball Thank you so much for listening to this episode of D&D Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. D&D Dark's cast this episode is Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the Mummy, and Ben Magnet as Mary, the Frankenstein Monster. This episode also featured Josh Anderson Severi as Victor Frankenstein. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Additional music this week was provided by Kaz Creative Arts. Listen to new episodes of D&D Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts. Hey, at least one of those body parts, that brain in there, I know you hired someone to hire someone to get it for quite a price. You couldn't know that unless you'd watched the show up to this point. <laughs> we are, as a reminder, we are about four or five episodes ahead of what's out. So he would have no context for that. No clue.